Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio. Well, in a week where the global stock markets were buoyed by the announcement that Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine has an effective rate of over 90% and it could be available before the end of the year, the government also announced its Brexit Information Hub. Available through gov.ie forward slash get Brexit ready, the hub provides businesses with resources, information and webinars to prepare for the changes that will occur from the 1st of January 2021. This excellent support service may prove to be invaluable to businesses in preparing for the new business environment which Brexit will create. Now let's meet our first guest this morning. Louise Bunyan from SmartFox Digital is an experienced trainer who helps business owners to utilise LinkedIn to drive sales for their organisations. Louise, as the owner of SmartFox Digital, perhaps you might start the interview by outlining your credentials in this area. Sure. So I've trained over a thousand people in person in LinkedIn for sales and for job seekers. And I'm coming up to training another thousand people online in sales and job seekers as well since I founded my company SmartFox in 2017. So before that, um, I worked in-house in a global recruitment company and um, I got used to LinkedIn as a digital marketer. And then um, when I was a job seeker for many months, I had to switch then to using LinkedIn as a job seeker, which really taught me how to use LinkedIn as a sales professional. And Louise, how effective is LinkedIn in generating sales for businesses? I think it's incredibly effective. I mean, LinkedIn has more than 722 members across 200 countries. So, like, your target market is definitely on LinkedIn. And for me personally, as a one-person business, LinkedIn generates about 70% of my sales leads. I would say it is more suited to B2B. I always think of B2B as LinkedIn and Twitter, whereas B2C, I would always go to Instagram and Facebook. Now, small business owners are probably wondering, is it better for them to set up a personal profile for themselves representing the business or should they have a LinkedIn company page? I would say both. Um, Now, I'm a one-person business as well, but I would lean quite heavily towards my personal profile. And as a one-person business, you just don't have time to to maintain um, like two very busy pages. But for a one-person business, I would always say that you should at least own your company page. And there's a really practical reason behind that as well. So on your personal profile, where you have your company listed, if there's a little grey box where the icon should be, that's because you don't have, either you don't have a company page or you don't have the little icon, your logo, in the company page. Um, And those two things are linked. And how important is it to complete all 12 sections of your profile? Oh, I would say that's that's massively important. Um, Like when I'm working one-to-one with people online, that is something that we would actually spend a lot of time on. Um, it's not just enough, you know, just to have like a photograph, you know, that could be like 10 years old, um, to have nothing in the summary section, to have like hardly anything in your headline and maybe to have one job entry. Now, there is so much you can do with those 12 sections. Like, did you know that you can put in like your voluntary experience as well, which will give um, somebody out there just a better sense of, of who you are, you know, outside of the business. Um, testimonials down at the end, it's called the recommendation section. 
like I've got nearly 40 testimonials and I know for a fact that that has been the deciding factor on whether somebody will reach out to me on LinkedIn about a piece of training work or not. And in relation to the photo, how integral is the photo and what advice have you got for business owners in relation to that? Well, I suppose I would always say, you know, would you talk to anybody on the internet nowadays with no photo? So when I'm training or when I was doing conferences and webinars, like people always kind of nod and smile. So if we talk about LinkedIn, like where I come from, um, like LinkedIn is all about building trust. And why would you trust somebody if you, if for whatever reason, they're not comfortable putting up their photo um, on LinkedIn? That's the first thing. It's a really, it's such a practical thing. And secondly, can you just make sure that your photo is up to date? And I always say, does your photo look like you do now? So Louise, once the profile has been completed, what happens next? Okay, so for me, the next step is then um, growing your network. So building your connections. Like who am I seeking to influence and who are my key decision makers? So I always talk about the path of least resistance. So even on the free plan on LinkedIn, there's a great free search tool. It's called All Filters. And you can search by people's first name, last name, um, job title, industry, location. So straight away, you can kind of filter down to, to influential people that you need to connect with. So you click on their profile um, and you click on the connect button. And then I can tell you about 99 times out of 100, when it says, do you want to add a note? People ignore that and they just go send anyway. So I would always say, always add a note. Um, imagine if we were at a networking event and I just walked up to you and shoved my business card in your hand and walked away. That's kind of what it's like when you're sending a connection request on LinkedIn when you don't add a little note. So the note can be anything. If you don't know the person at all, you could just say something like, came across your profile and we work in the same industry. I'd like to add you to my network. But the a stronger connection request would be, I know Carl and Carl suggested that I get in touch with you because you know we, we should have a chat or we'd have a lot in common or something like that. That's a really strong one. Um, and just on mobile as well, it's a little bit different. You have to look for either the more button or look for like three little dots. And then you look for um, the line that says personalize invite. Um, so on mobile, it's just if you hit the connect button on mobile, it will send the default um, connection request. So Louise, once that connection has been confirmed, what should you do next? So for me, I prefer to let my content do the selling. But for some other people, if they're like in a high volume sales um, type role, they may go in there with some sort of a sales pitch. Um, Now, I know anecdotally from training so many people in person that if they they get a nice little connection request, and if they accept that, and then the next message from the person is straight in there with like a brochure, we're trying to time, um, get in a schedule um, for a meeting, they find that really, really off-putting. Could be just a little follow-up message or something like that going, thanks for connecting, you know, I've been following your company for a while. Just keep the, the conversation open. And look, they might reply, they may not reply. Um, but that's, that's as far as like, I would kind of take it um, with the messaging aspect then. So what advice have you got for business owners in terms of the type of content that they should be posting and how often should they be posting it? Okay, so with the type of content, you know, there's so many content courses out there. So if you've ever done like a Facebook course or an Instagram course, they're always going to talk about the rules of, um, of marketing foundations. So it is all about 
relevant content. Um, and that goes back to like your market research, that goes back to what your sales team are hearing on the ground, and that goes back to the message and your goals and where are you in the business. Um, so I would never go near a piece of content until I have like those questions answered. What do I want the person to do? And like, what am I trying to say here? And what am I trying to sell? And just as well, just around content, like content can be anything. People instinctively think, oh, it has to be a photograph or it has to be a video. Not at all. Like on LinkedIn, it could be a PDF document as well. Um, content could even be a job. You know, if you're hiring, you can post a job as well. So, yes, it does need to be posted at the right times. Now, again, it's all dependent on your audience. But for me, typically on LinkedIn, um, so pre-COVID, it would have been kind of around um, peak commutes. Um, so like around like any time from like 6.45 until about five past nine. Whereas now that's kind of shifted a bit later because um, people are working from home. So around 8 a.m. Um, to again, about a quarter past nine can be a good time as well. Um, around the lunchtime mark, whatever. So from, let's say, 12 12 until around half one can be a good time. Um, now, in the evenings, it's changed. So that peak commute, that around 5 p.m., 6 p.m. commute, that's changed a little bit. So what I find is I post something probably after 8 p.m., around 8 p.m., 9 p.m., um, and that could get quite good engagement. That could carry through until the next day. But if in doubt, just post around 8 a.m. in the morning because at least it's gone out first thing and it can kind of um, build momentum then across the day. And in terms of text-based content, is there any particular guidance you can provide in terms of the length? So it cuts you off at around 2,000 characters. So not words, um, characters. You just need to be kind of mindful, I suppose, of what's the message. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to sell? Um, and are you going to include hashtags as well down at the end because they're going to eat into your character count as well. But it just comes down to just the usual rules. Get, get the right message in front of the right people at the right time. And finally, Louise, are there any tools on LinkedIn that you think are particularly effective in generating sales but perhaps are underutilised by businesses? I'm a big believer in the free plan. So an awful lot of the work that I do is on the free plan. And, um, but I have had trials of like LinkedIn Premium and Sales Navigator. Um, so Premium, it's okay. Like it's, it can be a bit pricey, you know, if you're a one-person business uh, per month. Um, and then Sales Navigator is another level up on top of that again. So if you're in a high-volume sales role, um, and your company is willing to pay for Navigator, you get a free month trial and see how you get on. Um, the paid ad campaigns, um, very expensive, really, really expensive. LinkedIn advised that you have a budget of around $3,000 to $5,000 a month. Um, if you're hiring, the, the LinkedIn jobs is quite a good one as well, especially nowadays because their, um, their user rates went up 27% um, at the start of the pandemic. Um, LinkedIn Live is a cool tool, but you have to apply um, to get accepted onto it. And LinkedIn Events. So if you have an event coming up, you can, it's kind of like Eventbrite, you can advertise your event on LinkedIn. That's kind of a good one as well. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Louise Bunyan from SmartFox Digital. And I'd like to thank Louise for sharing her advice with us this morning. 
Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio.